And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him? Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most, and they are the ones in charge of this podcast, and they are in the captain's chair, they are at the wheel, and that only means one thing, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life, so welcome to His Hard Line, episode 524, we're getting up there, guys, we are getting up there, and all thanks to you, I could tell you guys are sharing the show because I'm seeing more and more downloads. Um, the subscriber base keeps ticking up little by little each day, um, which is good. Um, I'm seeing a consistent one or two new subscribers by the day, whereas before it used to be like maybe one or two a week. So I appreciate all that you guys are doing by sharing the show. I could see it in the numbers and I do appreciate it. You guys are excellent. And, and I can't express to you, um, a, how important that is, but B, um, you know, how grateful I am for you guys, you know, that you guys are doing that. I really do appreciate that. And I'm humbled that you guys are willing to do that. So thank you. It is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. So a couple quick show notes real quick. Again, I have a website, www.hishardline.com. If you want to email the show, you can email at, uh, it's hishardline at gmail.com, hishardline at gmail.com. 
And uh, just for the record, in case people are trying to figure out, you know, figure out what's going on with the Georgia education call, um, that is on hold. So this week would have been call number two out of the three calls. Call number two will commence next week, Wednesday. I guess somebody had a family emergency. Um, and I hope we're going to keep them in our prayers. So make sure you um, remind me to um, add that to the prayers at the end of the show here. But there was somebody in Georgia had a family emergency. And um, obviously that's why uh, there's no education call for the Georgia call. So there's that. Um couple of quick things. So again, just as a reminder, next week, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to have Josh Lehman with the Missouri General General Assembly. He will be joining us on his hard line as a guest. Um, we're going to have a nice little dialogue back and forth conversation at talking. We're going to basically talk everything assembly. What got him involved? What, you know, what fired up his soul to prompt him into action? Uh, what, you know, what was it about the assembly that made him realize, you know what? Um, yeah, this is the the answer. You know, so we're going to talk about that side of the coin. Um, a lot of, you know, you know, if you've listened long enough, you, you know, you've heard a lot of what we've already said as far as like the history and don't get me wrong. We're going to continuously talk about the history and go over the compendium, you know, of America's history and kind of what happened from 12, 13, all the way to present day and everything in between. Um, but you know, it's nice to hear, other people from other assemblies and kind of hear their experiences and why they got involved. I did talk to Wisconsin Annie yesterday, and I'm going to have her and Brock over there with the Wisconsin General General Assembly. I'm just waiting for an email or a text back as a confirmation. She has to let uh, get in touch with Brock. Um, but more than likely, uh, they're going to come on. I gave them a choice of, of days. Uh, this week was pretty packed, but they're going to probably be on the show this Saturday this Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That would be 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time for them. So we're going to have them. I also had a conversation yesterday on my way to um, my meeting, my my men's group that I that meets twice uh, a month. Um, I called uh, Darren, Darren over there with Patriots with Grit, and we had a nice conversation. Um, I'm still waiting for a response from him. He was going to talk to his partner in crime there on the show. And, um, possibly, possibly if, if the schedule is open, uh, maybe I might be on their show on Tuesday. Maybe that's not confirmed. Just FYI, that's not confirmed. It's just in the discussion right now. I'm just waiting to, you know, hear back from Darren. Um, so we'll see about that, but two things are confirmed. Josh Lehman for Monday, next week, Monday, May 1st, and then Brock and Wisconsin Annie, from the Wisconsin General General Assembly this Saturday. Uh, more than likely, it's confirmed. She said that it shouldn't be a problem. Um, I gave them the option of sometime next week. She goes, no, honestly, you know, the sooner that we can, you know, get our voices heard, the better. She goes, I just appreciate the uh, outlook, you know, the, the uh, or not the outlook. I appreciate the uh, outlet to uh, allow us to use our voice. I'm like, well, absolutely. I said, this is one of the reasons why I want to go on Patriots with Grits show is to emphasize, and this is what I was talking with Darren about yesterday, to raise up the voices, raise up more voices across the assembly um, to educate people, not just, you know, getting the word of God out there, but also, you know, to to push out the education and the information, um, you know, to push that information out there. Uh, by other people with different perspectives that are in the assembly. Again, 
That doesn't mean anybody's going to be a voice of, of this, of the, you know, of the assembly. Like I always state, in fact, I'm glad I just brought that up because I got to do my disclaimer because I ha- I feel like I got to do this now because of the Karens and Darrens that are out there that like to be a big pain in my you know what. So as I always state in this podcast, guys, you guys are going to have this memorized better than me probably. But like I said, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. Don't really want to either. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. Do not take your legal advice from me. You will probably end up in jail. Remember, I'm also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. Additionally, I don't advocate for violence. Unless you break in my house, then we're going to have a problem. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material. There you go. So. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day so far. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, Like I said, it is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. We're going to be doing a reading out of Genesis 42. We'll have a little bit of a summary because tonight was kind of a packed night. We got back a little late from the gym. We went to the aquatic center, did some swimming. So this is going to be a one show night tonight, but this might turn into a plus plus. I'm not sure because I still got to eat dinner, guys. I still need to eat. All right. Um. So let's get right into the reading, shall we? And then maybe we'll have a little bit of a dialogue on a couple things here at the end. So Genesis chapter 42, again, I'm reading out of the New American Bible, out of the BibleGateway.com website, and then I reference the summary from BibleRef.com. That's BibleRef.com. And it reads, and again, we're talking about um, the brothers' first journey to Egypt, because remember, like we were talking about yesterday, um, and in chapter 41, we were talking about the famine and how Joseph is pretty much the Pharaoh's advisor and how he helped, you know, store up tons of food during the seven years of plenty to get them through the seven years of famine. And now we're going to en- end up getting to the point of when he starts seeing his brothers, right? His siblings, his older siblings that pretty much sold him off, right? They basically human trafficked him and sold him off as a slave to, to Egypt. So. It reads, starting with verse 1, Now when Jacob learned that grain rations were for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at one another? He went on, I hear that grain is for sale in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us, that we may be alive and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he thought some disaster might befall him. And so the sons of Israel were among those who came to buy grain. And since there was famine in the land of Canaan, now Joseph, as governor of the country, was the one who sold grain to all the people of the land. When Joseph's brother came, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. Now, he recognized them as soon as he saw them, but he concealed his own identity from them and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. And they answered from the land of Canaan to buy food. When Joseph recognized his brothers, although they did not recognize him, he was reminded of the dreams that he had about them. He said to them, you are spies. You have come to see the weak points of the land. No, my Lord, they replied. On the contrary, your servants have come to buy food. All of us are sons of the same man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies, but he answered them, not so. It is the weak points of the land that you have come to see. 
We, your servants, they said, are 12 brothers, sons of a certain man in Canaan. But the youngest one is at present with our father, and the other one is no more. It is just as I said, Joseph persisted, you are spies. This is how you shall be tested. I swear by life of Pharaoh that you shall not leave here unless your youngest brother comes here. So send one of your number to get your brother while the rest of you stay under arrest. Thus will your words be tested for their truth. If they are untrue as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. With that, he locked them up in the guardhouse for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you shall live, for I am a God-fearing man. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined in this prison while the rest of you go and take home grain for your starving families. But you must bring me your youngest brother. Your words will thus be verified and you will not die. To this they agreed. To one another, however, they said, truly, we are being punished because of our brother. We saw the anguish of his heart when he pleaded with us, yet we would not listen. That is why this anguish has, anguish has now come upon us. Then Reuben responded, did I not tell you? Do no wrong to the boy, but you would not listen. Now come the reckoning for his blood. They did not know, of course, that Joseph understood what they said since he spoke with them through an interpreter. But turning away from them, he wept. When he was able to speak to them again, he took Simeon from among them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to have their containers filled with grain and their money replaced in each one's sack and provisions given them for their journey. Now, after this had been done for them, they loaded their donkeys with the grain and departed. At the night encampment, when one of them opened his bag to give his donkey some fodder, he saw his money there in the mouth of his bag, and he cried out to his brothers, My money has been returned. Here it is, my bag. At that their heart sank. Trembling, they asked one another, What is this that God has done to us? When they got back to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. And the man who is Lord of the land, they said, spoke to us harshly and put us in custody on the grounds that we were spying on the land. But we said to him, we are honest men. We have never been spies. We are 12 brothers, sons of the same father, but one is no more and the youngest one now with, your, uh, with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who is Lord of the land said to us, This is how I will know if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, then take the grain for your starving families and go. When you bring me your youngest brother, and I know that you are not spies, but honest men, I will restore your brother to you, and you may move about freely in the land. When they were emptying their sacks, they in each one sack was his money bag. And at the sight of their money bags, they and their father were afraid. Their father Jacob said to them, Must you take, make me childless? Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you would take Benjamin away? All these things have happened to me. Then Reuben told his father, You may kill my own two sons if I do not return him to you. But him in my care, I will bring him back to you. But Jacob replied, My son shall not go with, down with you. Now that his brother is dead, he is the only one left. If some disaster should befall him on the journey you must make, you would send my white head down to Sheol in grief. 
and that is the reading of Genesis chapter 42, verses 1 through 38. Wow. Pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Let me just kind of go back to the, uh, go into the chat, see who's all here in the house. Let's do some quick shout outs real quick to all the regulars. We got Rietta and Donnie in the house. We got the snowman, Destry Payne from Great Great White, Alaska. Actually, it's now no longer Great White. It's starting to turn into sloppy wet Alaska with everything melting. Got my beautiful, wonderful wife there at the top of the list. Uh, let's see. We have a, a Paul Federico. Welcome. Glad to have you here. We got Patriot Beagle, NFFB Mama. We got Oscar. What's up? Lizanella, howdy we got nancy s we got mary and i'm no her husband keith and their little dog trixie is right next to them and then of course we have angie from i believe from california's assembly out there so welcome guys glad to glad to have you all here so let's get into the summary real quick here what we just read so what is what does genesis chapter 42 mean here well Genesis 42 begins with Jacob sending his 10 oldest sons to Egypt, right? To buy grain for the family. And it ends with him refusing to send his youngest son back as a part of a second trip. Now, severe famine had gripped the region just as Joseph had predicted. Now, due to his preparations in Egypt under the authority of Pharaoh, Egypt alone has grain for its people plus the surplus to sell to those in danger of starving after about two years of having no crops. Now, Jacob's family is in exactly that position, basically near starvation. So he sends his 10 oldest sons to Egypt with money, and Jacob does not send his beloved youngest son, Benjamin, with them. However, he fears that some harm might come to the boy, and he could not bear to lose him. So after they arrive in Egypt... The brothers unknowingly experience an emotional but one-sided reunion. They come to stand before Joseph himself, bowing low, hoping to purchase their grain. And every 20 years after, or excuse me, even 20 years after being sold as a 17-year-old, Joseph quickly recognizes them, but they don't recognize him. Now, nearly 40 years old, Joseph had become fully Egyptian in his manner and in his appearance, and the brothers are baffled by the Egyptian ruler's harsh response to them. So after pointedly questioning them about, you know, where they are from and why they came, Joseph flatly accuses them of basically being spies, and he says that they have come to discover Egypt's military you know, weaknesses, you know, for some foreign power. And Joseph's brothers understood this accusation could lead to imprisonment or death. Now, they don't realize that the only authority capable of punishing them, Joseph, is not planning to harm them. They quickly protest, and, and they are honest men. They say that they're normal people, and you know they're mutual brothers and sons of the same man. They even have one more brother back in Canaan with their father and another brother who is no more, meaning Joseph himself. And Pressing them further, Joseph again accuses them of being spies, and he offers one chance to earn his trust. So one of them must return to Canaan and come back with their youngest brother. Now, if they refuse, he will conclude by the life of Pharaoh that they have been lying and are truly spies. Then Joseph puts them all in prison for three days to think about it. 
Now, perhaps Joseph also needed that time to cool off. Understandable. Now, after all, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's likely that he never expected to see his family again. Now, you know, he has this un, un, you know, war, uh, not unwarranted, but this, you know, unknown family reunion. And it's entirely, re, you know, reasonable for him to be angry. But later, you know, as later verses show, that revenge is not something on his mind. And so three days later, he presents them with a new plan. Now, if they follow it, he says that they will live. So instead of holding nine of them and sending one back, he will instead hold just one of them in prison and send the rest back with full sacks of grain. However, they must return with their youngest brother to save Simeon and buy grain again. Now, the brothers agree but they are still terrified. So Joseph had been speaking to them through an interpreter who apparently leaves. And assuming Joseph cannot understand them, they speak openly. Now, in remorse, they they connect what is happening to their crime of selling Joseph into slavery over 20 years earlier. And, you know, with genuine remorse, they acknowledge their guilt, expressing that they deserve this suffering. Joseph, still unrecognized, he hears it all, and then he weeps. And he's disguising his reaction to preserve his secret. Now, emotion or not, Joseph sticks to the plan. He selects Simeon to remain behind and binds him in front of them. Now, in another plot twi twist, Joseph also orders the brothers' money to be secretly returned to their sacks along with their grain. Now, this might be a combination of charity and a further way of rebuking and testing them. Since they do not know Joseph has arranged this, the revelation will terrify them when they discover it all along, you know, uh, discover it along the road home. And they would be afraid that the Egyptians would assume that they stolen the money or the grain or both, right? And so as expected, Jacob does not take the news well. He lashes out at the nine of them for losing first Joseph, then Simeon, and now expecting him to risk Benjamin as well. So to lose Benjamin would kill him. And Jacob claims, you know, and he, he says he will not send him to Egypt. He, he refuses. Now, in an especially crushing moment of favoritism, he claims Benjamin is the only one he has left in front of the nine other sons. Wow. Now, this famine will not be over anytime soon, because remember, we're only two years in. We've still got another five more years to go. However, Jacob will soon be forced to reconsider his stance. And that's kind of where we're leaving off with Genesis chapter 42. So, you know, you can only imagine what these brothers must have been thinking when they got back with the, you know, with the sacks of grain, only to discover, oh, crap, uh, did we not pay him? We are in deep doo-doo. You could imagine probably what their terror, you know, they must have been fearful of their lives. And then when they get home, they discover all of this, only to then to discover that their father, basically disregarding the other nine, claiming that the youngest one is all he has left. Boy, I tell you what, not only are you like fearing your life now because, you know, you don't want to be, you know, accused of stealing, 
grain or money, right? Or be accused of being spies. But now you hear from your own father that, oh, my youngest son is the only one that's, you know, basically that's my favorite. But I tell you what, it's uh, it, it we're, it's it's a very I love the ending of this book because it does show you grace being portrayed in in the most miraculous way. Because again, you know, it could be very easy for Joseph to exact revenge on his brothers, right? It could be very very easy for him to do that. It could be very easy for him to do this, that, and the other to them. But does he do it? No especially after he overhears what they say about him, you know, when they express remorse and regret for selling, selling him off as a slave. So we will see what happens in Genesis chapter 43 tomorrow. Let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow. Again, will be an earlier show because tomorrow we have our state, our state uh, assembly call. So that starts at 7.30, so we'll probably, again, it'll be a one-show night tomorrow, but uh, we'll probably start at like 6.30 just to give me enough time to do a Bible reading and maybe a little extra discussion on something else. I don't know. We'll see. And then Friday will be a no podcast Friday, just FYI, because, again, that's my only day off. This is my my big week of work. I work five days, have one day off, and then work another five days, and then I'll have three off. So that's kind of how my schedule's working out today. So now we're going to pivot from this a little bit. Um, just kind of going through the chat a little bit. I see we got Donnie in the mix. You know, Donnie, it's good to see that you you have your own uh, pod being here so you don't have to rely on sitting next to Rietta, formerly known as Rita. Remember I always called her Rita? I don't know why I thought that was spelled Rita. Rietta. Yeah. But anyways, um. So lots of stuff I'm kind of discovering, but a lot of stuff I'm probably not going to talk about just because I need, <laughs> Angie says, I remember, and Rietta says, I thought that was funny. A lot of stuff that kind of just, you know, I've kind of ran across my phone screen today, um, but things I'm not really going to speak on just because uh, there's really not, I don't know how to say this. Unless I have validation or proof, right, of anything, I'm not, I'm not really going to speak on anything. What I will speak on maybe a little bit more tomorrow is, and, and, and this is interesting, so maybe God has a plan here on why Mike Gill has not responded to me to be on the show. Um, Somebody sent something to me, and I'll, I'll keep them anonymous just because I, I know they like to stay private. Um, and there's a guy, I forgot his name. Um, oh, hold on. Let me let me look back on a message real quick. Hold on. I think his name is uh, Brennan, the, the guy that's from Mexico. He kind of has like an Australian accent, I think. Um, okay. Well, since Rietta says you don't have to on this. So it was Rietta. So she sent me a video. It was, uh, uh, an interview that, uh, a, a guy that lives in Mexico, uh, I believe his name is Brennan, but he's got that Australia accent. Um, yeah, I guess he's in hiding in Me Oh, I didn't know he was in hiding, but yeah, he lives in Mexico. Well, he interviewed Mike Gill and 
he came out and and it's an hour uh, let me look at the audio real quick hold on i'm just like pulling this up um yeah there's a like roughly about an hour and a half audio here and so he goes on to basically talk about how mike gill what he's saying in a, in a synopsis here i guess what he's saying is true but there are some things that Mike Gill is neglecting to do to follow through with the exposing of the corruption, if that makes sense. So in other words, he's only doing 90% of the work, but the 10% that's really important to exposure, he's not doing. And so that's maybe a bit of a problem. And he's kind of pissed about it. He's a little bit pissed because... You know, he even said, I, I listened to like the first 10 minutes of, of his show. I'm going to have to like sit down and, you know, really listen in, at length tomorrow in my truck because that's when I get all my listening done and my homework is when I'm in the truck. When I'm at home, I try not to listen to any podcast or anything like that just because, again, time's limited. I like to have family time and dinner, you know, all that stuff, right? But he even said in the beginning of the show, he goes, I got to tell you guys, he goes, I was really dreading doing this. Um, but I, I can't avoid this. I just want to get Mike Gill out of my life. It, I mean, yeah, there's some F-bombs in there. I mean, the guy, I mean, flat out PO'd, I mean, the, to say the least. I Like I said, I only listened to the first 10 minutes, but I've kind of gathered in the first 10 minutes what he was talking about. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. I'll play a few sound clips. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Mike Gill, again, he's talking about the Pandora Papers and everything he's saying and exposing is true. And yeah, Rietta, if you want to post a link, you can go for it. Absolutely, go for it. Um, and what he's saying is true. But again, the 10% that actually matters, right, to getting the exposure and getting these people taken out, basically. Um, I think what he was saying, Brennan says that all the info is real, but Mike is not following through with what's being suggested in order to get the truth out there. And like I said, we were going back and forth in email. And even my wife was saying in the chat a few days ago, she goes, maybe there's a reason why he's not, you know, reaching out to you. Maybe, maybe God's got a plan. Well, maybe this is it. Because I did make mention to him. I said, just, you know, FYI, you know, I said, you know, I do a podcast. I talk everything God and, and I talk everything about, you know, you know, the assembly, the assembly of states. So I don't know. Maybe that kind of spooked him a little. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want nothing to do with that. So whatever the reason is, maybe it's a good thing he hasn't responded back. All right. So there is that. Now, there is something else I was going to look at. Now, there is another thing I actually wanted to talk about, which was the rise of witchcraft. Now, you might be wondering, well, Jason, why the heck are you going to talk about witchcraft? All right. Are you a witch? No, I'm not a witch. But here's the sad reality. There's a lot of people that surround us in our own communities and at work and believe it or not, probably in our own local church. People who practice different forms of witchcraft, which is part of Satanism. And so there is a video that I came across that I'd like to play. I'm not sure if it'll be tomorrow or um, hold on a second, guys. I gotta, I gotta open up my curtains. These stupid robins keep fighting with their own reflection in my window. Hold on. Stupid bird. 
can't stand these birds every time, every single flipping time. These things, all I hear is boom, 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 boom. This is all I hear. It's like they're knocking at the window and this stupid robin is fighting with itself and crapping all over my window and my AC unit. It's infuriating, guys. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if it's something with the, with the you know, 5G. Liz and Ella was just saying robins have been cray-cray this year. I wonder, because these birds, they're nuts. They are freaking nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, yeah, I think it's the 5G guys. And you know what else? Speaking on that 5G, you guys probably saw my telegram. There was a little plus sign next to my 5G emblem on my phone. I was like, what is this? Apparently, it's like an upgrade to the 5G regular. I, I don't know. But that was in Grand Rapids. I found that very interesting. I was like, huh. Oscar says, just wait for 10G. Oh, geez, joy, love, and greatness. That's going to be wonderful. Um, Destry was saying, find a full-size cat sticker for the window. <laughs> yeah, I probably should, right? <laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. Um, but yeah, this freaking stupid bird. So back to the witchcraft thing. You'd be very, very, very shocked at how many people are in our communities that are Luciferians. They practice Satanism. And how a lot of that is tied to uh, sexual ritualistic abuse to children, um, to the you know sacrifices, unfortunately, to children. This is a big problem in America. Um, I hate to say it because I love this country. I love America. I love everything that you know we thought she stood for. But right now we have a group of people that unfortunately are still kind of in charge in the de facto corporation. And until we get our assembly of states, they're kind of still, you know, wreaking havoc, if you will, to a degree. And so we need to get God back at the head of this country, at the throne. I mean, my, um, my wife, she used to work with a girl who she was kind of friends with, but then she kind of fell away from us, if you will. Like, just, I don't know. And, and she seemed to be awake, right? She... She followed the whole, you know, she followed Trump, voted for Trump. It's very familiar with the Q, you know, uh, drop, stuff like that. Like she was starting to wake up, like she was awake and, and awakening to more stuff. Now she had moved with her husband and two daughters who are closely related in age to our daughter in a neighborhood just on the backside um, to the east of our neighborhood, our, our HOA. But my wife was saying as she, you know, keeps in contact or used to not so much anymore that she could tell with her decor and her home and her social media, she started going really dark, meaning everything was black, black hearts, black wall, black, everything. She took a trip with three other ladies out to Salem. Yeah. You know where the witch trials were at out to Salem as a vacation. Um, it's probably safe to say that these women are probably practicing freaking witches. It's really, it's troubling because again, these are people we know and they stay away. She stays away from us and probably for good reason, because I mean, guys, look, if you come to my house and you go to my backyard, you're going to see a big white wooden cross that I made literally a big white wooden cross that stands eight feet tall. 
I have it mounted on one of my trees on the corner part of the property, and it's got white uh, Christmas lights, warm white Christmas lights wrapped around it. And I have it on. It comes on automatically with two cam lights, you know, spotlight cam lights that shine on it at night. I love that cross. And I just got to clean it up a little bit. And I usually have my civil peace flag that flies um, right above it, but the wind took it down and ripped it to shred. So I got to buy a new one. But they, she knows this, this, this girl, I'm going to keep her name, you know, anonymous here, but she knows that we're, we're Christians. We're God following Jesus loving people. And so she doesn't associate with us anymore. And probably because of that. Um, so anyway, I guess my whole point is, is that you just don't know who's next door to you. You don't know who you work with. You may not know who's sitting behind you at the pews in church. You may not know that it might even be someone in your own family at Thanksgiving dinner. You just never know. And I'm not saying that to sound like a paranoid freak. I'm truly meaning that. You just never know, right? And so you really have to guard your heart in a lot of aspects. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things. You know, it's just one of those things you've got to really, you know, watch out for. So we're going to kind of get into more discussions about that. I got some audio pieces to... um you know, to play on that subject. Um, it's a guy by the name of what's his name? Billy. Oh, this print is so small because it's on a, uh, YouTube, uh, thumbnail here. Let me see if I, Oh, Billy Crone is his name. He exposes Hollywood and government and you know what their ritual practices are. I like this. What Vladimir was saying right here. He said thoughts without content are empty intuitions without concepts are blind. Yeah, I would agree with that. Rietta was saying Billy Crone is solid. Yeah, he sounded solid when I was listening to him. I I actually stumbled upon him by accident. So um, I'm just trying to think. There's really not a whole lot I'm going to talk about. I will say this. I've been wanting to play this video for the longest time, this audio piece. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I want to clear it out of my save messages because... I saved it for this long for the simple fact that I found it intriguing regarding time and our calendar, right? Um, But it never really fits in with any of our discussions. So I'm just going to play this so I can finally clear it out because it's bothering me. I'll be honest with you. It's bothering me. And I want it out of my saved messages of of content to play on the show. But again, it's talking about um, time. And how time could possibly be, you know, could have been manipulated. Let's listen to this real quick. And then I got a song. And no, it's not disco, Rietta. You and your disco. Boy, I'm going to have to find some Donna Summers or something for you. <laughs> Let's give this a quick listen. You know that you're missing a month of your life every year. We're supposed to have 13 months of 28 days exactly. Plus one day that represents the renewal. I mean, girls' periods are every 28 days. The ocean tides are every 28 days. The moon cycle is every 28 days. Why do you think it's called a month? Because the original name was derived from the moon cycle, which was called a moon every 28 days. 
And I'm sure you've heard of the idea that we live on the back of some cosmic turtle floating in outer space. And that's because turtles actually keep a calendar of this on their back. Most turtles have 13 sections in the middle with 28 days around the rim. The Native Americans figured it out and used the turtle as a calendar. The Bible even says in Job 12, 7 through 10, that all creation knows that God made them. But why has the world distorted God's perfect calendar? And where did the 13th month go? Well, what does sept mean? Sept, September, sept is seven, October, oct is eight, nov, ember, novum, nova is nine, December, decim, December means 10, but I thought December was the 12th month. Well, let's think about the first month. What does April mean? April is where we get the word Aprilis or Aprio in Latin, which means to appear or to open. Yeah, April is the first month, means to open. May is actually named after a demon or a god, a Nephilim. June is named after Junus, a god as well. July was renamed after Julius Caesar. It was originally Quatilis, which means four. And August was renamed after Augustus Caesar, but it was originally Quintilis, and which means five. And Julius Caesar was originally the one who renamed the start of the whole calendar to confuse you. And the missing month, the thing y'all are missing, sextilis. I know, it's weird, but it means six. September is now seven, October is now eight, November is nine, December is ten. January is named after a god Janus. February is named after the god Februus, and March is named after another god Ordman. Mars, the god of war, who ends things. Now what's that famous Shakespeare quote? Beware the Ides of March? Oh yeah, here's Shakespeare manipulating our language again. The Ides of March was originally related to a timeline, meaning celebration, celebration for the new year. So why'd they change it all? So our yearly calendar was supposed to start in April and end in March. And we were supposed to have 13 months of 28 days, which is 13 times 28 is 364 plus the one day which represents renewal of the bank at 365. That day also represents resurrection. Now, what day did Jesus die? It's actually April 3rd that a lot of historians assume, but what do you want to bet the calendar has been shifted a few days? And it was probably closer to April 1st. Hence the name April Fool's Day. Because you're a fool for believing a calendar that makes absolutely no sense and not recognizing the day that Jesus died for humanity. That's why they call it April Fool's Day. And demons celebrate April Fool's Day because the world has forgotten the day that your Lord died for you. All of this calendar shifting, they did it so that you cannot honor God's feast and holidays. They did it to confuse you. I mean, God specifically says, keep my days. He says, keep the Sabbath. That's part of his commandment. God wants you to honor his holidays. And so that's why the calendar's been shifted. So you can't honor God's holidays and you don't even know what days they are. And Romans 1.20 basically says, God made creation so that you are without excuse if you deny him. So don't be a fool. Recognize that Jesus died for you. Do the research, read your Bible, and realize that you live in a world that's completely manipulated by Satan. They changed the calendar so that you don't know how to honor your God's holidays. That's right. I tell you, that was a good video. Uh, that was a good audio piece. Now I can actually delete it now and get rid of it. Um, I really enjoyed that because it makes you think. And that's what these, that's what these demons do. They really do their best to, to, uh, to confuse us. 
man. And, 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 you know, like yesterday when I was at the men's group that I went to, um, again, and I, I do this in support of uh, my buddy, Aaron, who's got the ministry line on a sand, which helps men, um, you know, deal with their pornography addictions and, and to try to beat it and overcome it and to know what that victory feels like. In fact, my buddy Aaron, actually, after I left the meeting yesterday, let me just play a quick voicemail for you. You guys will like this, but he ended up calling me yesterday and I couldn't pick up. I was talking to my wife, but this is what he said. It was only 59 seconds long. This is what he said here. Maybe. Hey, JJ, you don't have to call me back, okay? Um, I was going to have you bounce your testimony out there tonight. There's a couple of guys that I really wanted to hear it that were not there tonight. Um, one of them is my nephew, Carl, and then I wanted Scott. Um, so I really wanted those guys to hear it as well. So the next time you come, whether it be two weeks from now or whatever, um, I want to try to have a 10-minute window where you can where you can give your testimony. So. Uh, just, just know that in the back of my head, it's something I want to do, but tonight wasn't the night. So I appreciate you coming, man. It meant the world that you were there. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, I hope you keep coming. I know it's a real struggle to drive that far, but man, is it great that you're coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later, man. And so that's my buddy, Aaron, who does this ministry. Um, and like I said, you know, and I and I admitted to these guys, I said, look, just because I've got this part of it beat, I said, make no mistake. Satan still tries to get at me in other avenues. And they kind of looked one one guy looked at me kind of a little confused. He was like, well, what do you mean in other avenues? I said, well, he knows he can't get me now with pornography because it had such a grip on me. I said, but you know what he still tries to do? And he sometimes is, you know, he sometimes is successful, believe me, because my wife can tell because I end up being more in a crabbier mood typically. But sometimes he'll get in my headspace and start getting me, you know, to, you know, start, I start getting a little bit of anxiety regarding money matters, right? Especially if I feel like we spent a little bit too much in the current month or the current pay period. You know, like we have no money problems. Don't get me wrong. Like we're... (laughs) We are far from having any money problems, but for some reason, because I was such a budget Nazi, Dave Ramsey, freaking like, you know, hail Dave Ramsey, you know, follower. I mean, I followed his program to a T and because we followed his program to a T, let me tell you two things. One, Dave Ramsey's name was a swear word to my wife. She absolutely couldn't stand it. But number two, we ended up paying off $94,000 in consumer debt. And we were able to save up 20% down for our house that we built new, you know? And so anyways, I say all that to say this. I said, so I said, Satan still tries to get in my headspace and still tries to make me uh, feel anxiety and stress burdens over money. And I said, in the other area, he tries to get at me in because they, you know, again, I really want to lose a little bit more weight around my midsection here. You know, I want to shrink down this visceral fat around my belly. He knows that I will succumb to junk food, chips and Kit Kat bars, you know, stuff like that. Crumble cookie is the latest one because they built one right up the road from us. Damn you, crumble cookie. And I'll do good for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden Satan will get right in my headspace. Ah, just one cookie. It's fine. One cookie. Go get one. 
and then I come home with like 12. Yeah, I know. My wife and I, we were talking about that uh, NFFB mama um, doing a parasite cleans. We were talking about uh, zeolite, I think, was one of them. We definitely need to do that for sure. You're not wrong. We definitely want to do that. My wife is thinking about doing it in fall. I kind of want to do that like before summer. Um, in fact, if you guys can post a link in Telegram of where we can buy that, that would be great on my page. I would really appreciate that. Um, and yes, Destry, when you come, you'll definitely have to try Crumble Cookie. It's amazing. And we'll have Katie make you a good, solid loaf of sourdough bread. I was eating some of that before we went to the uh, pool today. I mean, literally, you can eat that bread like a meal. Slap some butter on it, and you're solid. So, so good. Um, forgot where I was even going with all this. Oh, but the men's group. There we go, the men's group. But I told him, I said, that's what Satan does, because he knows he can't get me here, so he gets me on the money and the food. And I'm going to beat that, too. He's going to be done trying to tempt me in all the areas. I mean, the whole pornography thing, that's not even a question anymore. Like, I mean, like that doesn't even cross my mind, you know, at all. But food, you get you get some junk food in there because, again, it, it does the same thing. See, with junk food, food manufacturers, here's something maybe some of you might not know. They have this thing called a bliss point. What's the bliss point? The bliss point is the perfect uh, ratio of salt, sugar and fat in your junk food. That creates that, that makes that mechanism in your mind and your taste buds that make you crave more of it. It's the perfect ratio of salt, sugar, and fat in these foods that make you addicted like a drug. Just like pornography is like a drug, junk food is a big drug. And so that, and I, look, I, I may not be really hugely, you know, overweight. Yeah, I could lose 30, 35 pounds. But boy, do I love a Kit Kat or a Snicker bar. I'm not, I'm not lying. I love it. I, I mean, brownies. My wife was just saying eating healthy, clean foods, the cravings go, the cravings go away. I know, I know. And you know, and I know better. I know this because I've already done it once before. Once you get past the first like two weeks, 10 to 14 days of eating clean and you can break through that, that craving period. I remember that. I actually absolutely remember that, that nothing looked appeasing anymore. Like Snickers brownies, none of that junk food even looked appealing anymore. So I know where my mind, you know, what, what I can do. It's just, I just need to do it. I just absolutely need to do it. And so anyways, but the men's group was an absolutely great men's group. I love going to it. I love helping Aaron with them. I look forward to explain, you know, sharing my, my testimony. It's not one that I'm proud of, but it's one that I hope will help them hopefully achieve a victory in their life like I achieved a victory in my life. And because of it, my marriage has been better and more flourished and, and abundant than ever. It's amazing. Now, before we end the show, I have one song I want to play. It's a little bit sad. So I don't mean to end it on a downer. But. I do like the song. It's a good song. It's kind of a love song, but it's a good song by Red Sovine. And yes, I promise, guys, I will find some more disco to put in my repertoire here. 
But today I want to play this because I heard this for the first time in a few years and I was like, or at least a, a year or so. And I kind of want to, I want to play it tonight. It's a good song. It's called The Last Goodbye by Red Sovine. We'd just finished our dinner and I'd gone in the den and turned on the TV When she walked in and kissed me on the cheek like a million times before And she said, honey, I know it's late, but if you don't mind My shopping's gotten a little behind So I think I'll drive downtown to the grocery store Well, I didn't look up, just nodded okay and asked her to hand me an ashtray and when she did, I reached over and squeezed her hand And then she left And I shuddered a minute At the thought of my world without her in it And I reassuringly sought the touch of my wedding band Well, I must have been dozing cause I didn't hear the door And I thought, now that's strange, I'd never done that before But I looked up and she was standing by my chair Kind of snuck in on me, I said And she smiled and nodded her head And I told her that she looked just like an angel standing there For a long moment she didn't say a thing And then caressed her gold wedding ring And I thought I saw a teardrop in her eye Honey, you'll never know how much I love you, she said And I thought of the many years that we'd been wed as I told her that no one could be as happy as I And then the strangest feeling filled the room Not one of happiness, but one of gloom And for the first time in my life I saw sadness in her face I reached out to touch her and she drew away And she told me again That ours was a love that time could never erase And then I thought I heard a thousand voices singing but I realized it was the telephone ringing And that's when I saw the halo Surround their pretty golden hair I turned trembling to the receiver And heard a cold voice say That there'd been a wreck out on the highway And I knew that when I looked back She wouldn't be there because It was an angel's way Of saying our last goodbye I love that song. It's such a sad song, but it's a good song. Well, I didn't see that one coming because I thought maybe when she got home from groceries, she started realizing, hey, I did something bad and I got to admit something to you. Um, didn't see that one coming with her being on a wreck. You know, that, that when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, I tell you what, I was a big ball of tears after hearing that. I was like, man, and people probably like, what's wrong with you? Don't, don't worry about it. I'm cutting up onions in my truck. Leave me alone. <laughs> But yeah, Red Sovine, he he has a lot of good stories. I like his stories because, you know, music nowadays just ain't what it used to be, as a lot of you know. You know, the rap music sucks. I mean, the top 40 music sucks. Even the country music sucks. I mean, it, it's a, all the new stuff is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So anyway, 
That is all we have for the day. We're going to close it out. I still got to make myself some dinner. I hate eating this late, but it happens once in a while. So let's uh, let's say a quick prayer before we end it. So Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for another day of life and good health. And we want to keep whoever is having family emergencies down there in Georgia. We want to keep them in our prayers. We're not sure who it is specifically, but I know you know, and we want to keep them in our prayers and we ask for guidance and resolve and and solace and whatever it is that they might be going through. Um, just dealing with any type of unknown emergency like that is always, always very stressful. And so we just pray that you're with the parties involved, the people, the men and women that are involved with this emergency. And uh, we ask that you guide each and every one of us, keep us safe on the roads. Um, You know, there's so much going on. My wife and I witnessed almost an accident two different times in the same intersection with the same people. I had somebody break check me today because they're just crazy. Just we're noticing more and more people acting aggressively on the highways. And we ask that you, you guide people and you keep them safe on the highway. The highway is not a, a, it's not a playground. It's a very serious place where a lot of, I've passed a lot of crosses on the highway and I do not like seeing that. And so I just pray that for everybody's safety on the roads, Thank you for all that you bless us with. And as Rietta says here in the chat, Lord, thank you so much for revealing the evil. We need your wisdom and discernment to navigate through the evil. Father, please bless all those who are your children and save those who haven't come to the saving knowledge of you as their Lord and Savior. Father, please help the assembly grow with God-fearing people. Lord, we want to be used by you for your glory. Guide us every day. Guard our hearts and minds. Please give us divine opportunities to share the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for your love. And let's see here. My wife says, and we pray for the we pray for those silently suffering and for those in prayer for discernment that they may receive answered prayers, patience, grace, and guidance. And Nancy, we have one here. It says, my brother, John, we pray for John. He totaled his, oh, he totaled his truck Monday night and he's pretty banged up. So we pray for healing and we pray for hopefully, I mean, I know we're not supposed to idolize these things, but it does kind of put a dampering on our life when we can't get from point A to point B in a reasonable manner. So we pray for a replacement truck for, for John. And, but more importantly, we, we, we pray for solid healing for John. Um, but we're also thankful that he's alive. So thank you for that. And we also pray for Lizanella's son to see the father, to come to father. So be with Lizanella's son. And everybody else that is here that might be shy or apprehensive of putting something in the chat, maybe something that's private and they don't really want to put it out there. We pray for those silent prayers in everybody's hearts. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that is all we have for the day. We will be back tomorrow. 
And uh, until then, I hope everybody has a great night, great day, wherever you're at in the world. Remember, we here at His Hardline, we're firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. We don't bow down to the enemy. We do not compromise with tyrants. Okay? And I want you all, here's a little homework for you all. I want you all to think of a word. I might, I'll pick three of them, depending on how many is put in the chat. But... I'll pick three of them, and I'll do a Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary Lookup. I think that would be great. Okay, you know what? Because Angie did put this earlier in a chat on Telegram. So hold on. I did look that up. Egotize. All right, we'll look that one up real quick. Egotize. Search. It's a transitive verb. It means to talk or write much of one's self, to make pretense to self-importance. Huh. Interested. Rietta was asking, where do we post the words? No, just save them in your mind, and then you'll post them right here in the chat when we start the next show uh, tomorrow. That's what we'll do. Um, but to read the definition again, yeah, to talk or write much of oneself and to make pretension of se- to self-importance. Egotize. Huh. Very interesting word. What are you trying to say, Angie? You're saying that there's a lot of egotism over here? No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's a, it's a good word. And there happens to be a lot of people out there like that unfortunately they they talk so highly about themselves and they want to write so highly about themselves it's it's pretty annoying actually those people are annoying i will share one quick little story back to being on the highway um yeah i had a guy today brake check me today on the highway i was so pissed i was traveling so it's a two-lane highway both ways so two lanes south two lanes going north i'm going southbound i'm in the slow lane Doing my normal speed limit. Now, I have a whole train of cars on in the passing lane that's passing me. There's a car that's merging on the highway. Okay? Merging on the highway. Now, by law, okay, the people merging on a highway full of traffic doing 65 to 75 miles an hour, you have to do one of two things. One, you either slow down and find a good gap to squeeze in and then get up to speed, or you go balls to the wall and you get after it and you freaking just drive like you're in the Indy 500 and merge like a normal man or woman. No, you know what this dipstick does? This is what this freaking moron does. Excuse me, Lord, but yeah, I'm going to call this guy a moron. Pissed me off. This guy just dotty, 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 just lingering there in the merge lane like oh this semi is gonna move for me this big hundred and twenty five thousand pound semi is gonna move for me because i'm important no this dipstick moron freaking ends up running out of lane hits his freaking brakes to get behind me because he realized oh shit this guy's not moving over for me excuse my language But it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to move over for him. I couldn't move over for him. So what's this mamma jamma freaking, you know, dipstick do? He speeds around me in the passing lane. He cuts my bumper off. I'm talking like 
five feet in front of my rig and jams on his and i knew what he was doing i knew from the very second i saw him erratically get in the passing lane in my rearview mirror i knew exactly what he was doing i see these a-holes a mile away i knew exactly what he was itching to do thankfully the company i work for we have lots of cameras on their truck a forward-facing camera we have a uh uh a driver facing camera, you know, to make sure we're not texting and driving. We have side mirror cameras for idiots like that. And yeah, this guy cuts my bumper off five feet in front of me, slams on the brakes. Of course, I already saw it coming. So I started slowing way down. And of course, it's still nighttime. And then, you know, he gets up to speed again. I, just, I turned on my brights because, you know, the nice thing about a new semi, I have blinding headlights. I mean, these things, my low beams blind people. So I put on my high beams too. I was like, you stupid SOB, you must really want to meet God today and, 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 and have your judgment expedited. I was so PO'd. I couldn't believe, I mean, I could believe it because you know, that's pe those, that's what, that's what stupid people do. I'm reading the chat here. Rietta was saying, don't mess with a semi truck ever. No, you're going to lose every time. You're going to lose every time, no matter what size vehicle you have, whether if you have a three, you know, a, a half ton pickup truck or a freaking Mazda Miata, you're going to lose every time. Look, I've seen an SUV on video on YouTube, an SUV lost traction, went across a, 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 a highway. It was caught on a, a police dash cam went across the highway and a semi going the opposite direction because it was an icy road smeared that SUV broadside. They, that thing just got shredded to, to confetti destroyed. But yet people want to play these stupid ass games and play dumb games, which win stupid prizes with a semi truck. Now, most states you're contending with 80,000 pounds of vehicle. Let me tell you what you're contending with in Michigan. In Michigan, you're contending with 125 to 150,000 pounds, depending if it's a milk truck or a gas truck. You ain't walking away when we run you over with 125,000 pounds, sorry, it ain't happening unless God's got you in mind for something greater in life down the road. Destry was just saying right here. I am one of those guys who will hit the gas. When someone brake checks me, I actually shove some road rage idiot half a mile down the road and let him, uh, left him in the ditch. This was 20 years ago. Nothing ever came of it. That's exactly it. See, that's what these stupid a-holes deserve. I'm sorry, uh, and I know, yes, I know, guys, that's not very Christian, Jason. That's not very Christian of you. I know that. But see, here's the thing. When you're contending with stupid, sometimes stupid games get stupid prizes. And if I have to be the deliverer that stupid prize, well, so be it. Guess what? I got cameras that can cover my ASS. These people are dumb. There's a reason why I got out of sales and went into trucking, because I can't deal with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, 10 hours a day. So instead I decided, oh, driving with them on the public roadway, roadways is even better, right? That was, that was probably a big mistake. That's right, I forgot. I couldn't remember what the max was. 161,000 pounds max in Michigan is what you can haul. 
as long as you have the sufficient amount of axles to to carry that weight. But anyway, but yeah, so that that was my little story today. That was my that was my story today. Were you guys like a little irritated tonight, Jason? Yes, I am. I am definitely bitter about that one. I am chapped. I am absolutely rear-ended hurt about that one. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Rant over. God bless. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. There was a great calm, so the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? gotta say one thing before i close out the show i will never ever ever play the cha-cha slide (laughs) i'm just saying to those listening on the download side everyone's asking for disco tomorrow and rietta has to say i also love cha-cha slide i will never ever play that you have a better chance seeing jesus himself making you a taco at your kitchen table before i play the cha-cha slide or cupid shovel i am just saying (laughs) god bless ladies and gentlemen bye wait 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 don't be rude oh don't be rude don't be rude oh you are fake news go ahead so i'm gonna leave now goodbye everybody Bye -bye. (laughs) bye 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 Bye-bye. 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 B
Bye. Bye. Bing. Bing. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye to Iowa. Bye-bye. And to other places. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, folks. Bye-bye, folks. That's it. Bye-bye. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. We're finished. We're finished. Goodbye, everybody. And that's the end. And everyone says, oh, that was fine. Bye, Felicia.